without happy employees, you, you cannot create happy customers, okay? Mm-hmm. Then with that, you cannot sell more cars, meaning you cannot get your market share. And if you're not getting none of those, your profits are not going to be there, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to focus on the right things. You're listening to the Auto Advice Podcast, brought to you by Toyota of Cool Springs. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Auto Advice Podcast. Today, we got a pretty cool episode for you because we have George Gurgel in the podcast studio today. George, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Kyle. Good, good, glad good. to be here. This is awesome. Awesome. I'm yes, excited sir. to have you because we're going to dive into some really cool content that we've heard some questions from you guys about, not just from customers, but from other business owners. We're going to talk about uh, customer satisfaction, but not only that, but also employee satisfaction. And uh, I'm excited for today's episode. But yeah, everybody, you know, uh, glad to be here. Uh, glad to be here with Kyle uh, to discuss a couple of things uh, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, is uh, what's really driving any business, uh, any corporation? What's the success behind uh, some of these businesses that's out there? I'll start with how I measure myself, basically, sure. and how I measure my team. And it starts with Employee Satisfaction Index, uh, ESI. Uh, because everybody in a car business, or any anywhere, any business, know what CSI stands for, which mm-hmm. is Customer Satisfaction Index. It's just basically a measurement, a score, that you get uh, uh, based on how well you take care of your customers, okay, from the surveys and things of that nature. So ESI is number one, CSI is number two, uh, then we'll go to market share and profitability. So those are four things that the way I look at it, the way how I see the business should strive, okay? And um, the funny part is, we've talked about this before, you know, uh, when, when I first interviewed with my partner, uh, you know, he asked me, you know, just was asking me questions, you know, in general, all over the place, how I operate and how I do things. And I told them, you know, just like that, ESI, CSI, market share and profitability. And the very first question he had was like, oh, wow, profitability is the last thing. You know, that's what we all in the business for. That's why there's businesses out there is mm-hmm. to create profit. And I said, it's, well, it's definitely the last thing on my mind when it comes to running the business, but it's, it's definitely the most important one, of course. However, I truly believe that, you know, you can have the rest of the three without employee satisfaction, okay? And uh, let's discuss that, yeah? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. When we jump into these four steps, what I'd love to kind of show people is uh, is your background and how you got into the car industry and uh, how you kind of arrived at the perspective that you have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, I've been in car business now for five years, and I know it sounds like it's been forever, you know, and it it is forever, I guess. But uh, I started moving cars, washing cars. Um, Obviously, at that time, when I moved to this amazing country, my English was not that good. So it's a little bit better now, a little bit. But, uh, you know, so I had to do what I had to do. And uh, then finally, I was able to get into the sales. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I I thought it was uh, one of the easiest jobs. And every customer is different, you know, and uh, and everything is different. So you sit up front of them and just listen to them and try to figure out what you can do, how you can do it, how you can take care of them and everything else. And then from there, kind of, you know, uh, did my best, worked really hard um, and start, got in management and kind of grew from there, you know, so... But uh, that's kind of just in a nutshell. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, you've mentioned in the past, the car industry was a little bit different than, than yes. it is now. Uh, and perhaps that's kind of a contributing factor to, to how you think about taking care of yeah. your employees. What was your experience like back then? Yeah, the experience was, it was pretty crazy, you know. Uh, and, and I've had a lot of good people, uh, you know, um, in my career that, that attributed to my success that 
uh, I love to listen and I love to learn from and uh, very respectful people, very good car guys. But uh, the biggest thing was there was no respect for anybody, you know, from upper management to lower management to the salespeople, uh, you know, and, and I just could never understand, like, uh, how could you not, you know, when you sit down with an employee and you actually want to help them and you actually trying to figure out what you can do uh, to get them to the next level, you know, those good conversations really didn't happen. You know, it was basically get the job done or you're out of here, you know, yeah. so it was never, you know, we got basic training and everything else, but um, I just could never understand how um, it, it's, it's, to me, it was very simple to put the hand on somebody's shoulder and say, hey, listen, you're so much better than that. You're having issues in this area, so let's discuss this. Let's talk about it. Let's figure out how you can do better so we all can do better, you know. And it's very, very simple. It's not that complicated, but yet it's just not happening. Well, it's happening a lot more nowadays, I believe, than it was back then, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it was pretty tough, you know, um, at, at first um, because, you know, here you are all excited with the customer and ready to do the deal, and then you go to the sales desk and you pretty much get pooped on your head. You know, for very little things that don't even matter, you know what I'm saying? Rather than, oh, great, you got a customer. That's awesome. Let's go say hi. Let's rock and roll. Let's make it happen. What are you at in the process? You know, all of those exciting things, you know, uh, um, a lot of leaders, a lot of managers uh, Mm. lack, you know, and I don't want managers, you know, I want leaders in my positions. You know, managers to me is somebody who manages numbers and things like that, you know, leaders, somebody that leads people to the greater, to the to the growth, you know, to a better success, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. And it's so simple, really, when everybody around you on your team, you know, successful and doing well, my job becomes so easy. It's just, it's, and it's a lot more fun that way. I always tell guys, hey, listen, let's hire, you know, attitude. Let's hire smile. Let's hire energy. We can teach everything else. We can teach the process. We can teach you know, the product, hmm. but you can't really teach some of the other things, you know, and my goal was always, you know, when you talk and interview into, you have it, really anybody on the team on a scale of one to 10, where are you at on that specific person? Hmm. And let's say they six. Okay. Then you go, okay, so how do I get this person from six to 10? How do I get a person from four to eight? You know, how do I get a person from six to 10, from eight to 10, you know, so, and you constantly move in that bar. Mm-hmm. And people have a lot of potential in them. What amazes me is the potential that people have, mm-hmm. but yet there is no leaders to get it out of them. Mm-hmm. They inside, you just got to unlock it and you got to do it the right way. That's that's really the basics uh, of what I grew up in, you know, that it was just running and gunning. There was uh, not much of a respect, you know, uh, from salespeople yeah. to managers, from managers uh, to the salespeople. So it was just one of those things. It was really, really crazy. But but I enjoyed it. I loved it. I knew there was a lot of silver lining in, in all of that. And yeah. um, here I am today. So Absolutely. And just for maybe folks who don't know as much, what was it like when you came into, you're actually now operating two dealerships yourself yes, personally, right? Yes, sir. And I've been in this culture for maybe the last three or four years doing mm-hmm. various things from sales to running media here. Yeah. And I think the first thing I noticed was the energy. Yes. And the energy that I think comes from yourself mm-hmm. and that you've trained and that you've hired in the rest of your leadership. Can you talk about the impact on the customer experience mm-hmm. and the impact on, honestly, the bottom line? 
Yeah. So let's just go back to the ESI. Okay. So sure. ESI, CSI, market share and profitability. So again, when when my partner asked me those questions, like why, but well, the profitability is the last thing. And I told him, I said, listen, to me, what's important is, is employee satisfaction. If your employees are taken care of, if they have a decent schedule and they have a good pay plan, but mainly they're taken care of and, and they want they they know they want they want it to be a part of the team you know so basically you want to create a culture where people when they wake up in the morning they want to go to work versus they have to go to work it's a two different things it's a night and day when somebody wakes up in the morning and exciting goes like oh man i'm ready i'm gonna just go to work and have a good day and be very productive so you know, that's what it all starts. Because without that, without happy employees, you, you cannot create a, a happy customers, okay? Mm. Then with that, you cannot sell more cars, meaning you cannot get your market share. And if you're not getting none of those, your profits are not going to be there, right? Mm. So you got to focus on the right things, okay? People focus a lot on, you know, when you ask a question, oh, yeah, it's a CSI and profit. That's the most important thing. Well, they are important, but how do you really execute those properly to where you don't have to think about them, right? And it just happens organically. So back to ESI, you know, employee satisfaction index to me is extremely important, okay? It's the number one thing, okay? Uh, and the rest of the team is the same way, you know? So we want people, again, wake up in the morning and ready to rock and roll, okay? Uh, and then customers come in and they see that. We hear it from customers all the time. We hear it from vendors all the time, the bankers, the, the lenders, whoever comes to our dealership, they always say, when we walk into your stores, it's just an amazing energy. Everybody upbeat, everybody excited, everybody just, it's just, we want to be a part of it, you know? And, and, and that's a big deal also when customer walks in the showroom and they see all that happiness and excitement and all those good things going on, right? They want to be a part of it. This is where you want to do business. You know, there's stores you go to or businesses, mm. you walk in and it's like literally morgue, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, I don't, they don't want to be here. The yeah. employees, you can see it on their face. Why would I want to be here? You know, and that's just a problem right there. Mm. And, uh, you know, for the last uh, uh, five years or so, five or six years, we are the only car dealership in the middle of Tennessee to receive the top employee satisfaction award. Wow. You know, so, uh, and I know you've seen them, you post them on social media and stuff like that, but sure. it, there's a lot that comes into that, you know, mm. because when they do employee survey, it is extremely length, like questions wise, you know, it's a lot. And uh, it doesn't just ask, you know, do you like this place or how is it? It asks about the pay plan, the, the treatment, the schedule, the, I mean, there's a lot of good questions there, you know, so, mm -hmm. and we want to know. So then we collect all the data and, and we look at it. And we're like, oh, okay, you know what? We need to do a little bit better in this area. We need to tweak this a little bit better. We need to listen to our employees, you know? Mm. And it's another thing, you know? We do have our monthly uh, department heads, uh, not department heads, department leaders meeting. Basically, we don't meet with directors of the departments, but we have representative from each department that will bring everything to the table and we'll sit down and go over everything, whatever it is, whether they need more equipment to do the job better, hmm. you know, whether there's something broken, whether we need to hire more people, whatever it is, we sit, we talk, we put it in writing and we attack it. We don't wait too long to, to make this happen because we don't want to slow down nobody, mm -hmm. you know, so, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but uh, again, you know, so that's where employee satisfaction starts. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. And uh, you've talked a lot about uh, creating a culture that is going to last a long time. And one thing yes. that I've noticed actually since for my entire time being here is people seem to stick around. 
Yes. And, uh, what is your philosophy on developing employees mm-hmm. and then encouraging people to stick around for the long haul? Yeah. Turnover in any business is it's it's a it's a horrible thing. It's a tough thing to deal with, you know, in any business. And um, people come and go and everything else and and you know, it costs so much money and mm. so much resources every time we lose a person. You know, now you of course you're going to lose some people. Some people just maybe didn't work out, maybe didn't like it, maybe just want to do something else, you know. And mainly, of course, we want to have the right people in the right places also. That's very important. That's another very important thing. You can't just take a person and put them in a position you feel like they're going to do well. You want to make sure they want to be in that position, hmm. okay? Because when, when somebody wants to be in that position and they're excited about it, it's it's you're done. You're good to go. This is going to happen because you don't have to try to push that person. He will do himself mm-hmm. what's necessary to be successful. You're just going to be there to help them, give them resources, a little training or tools, whatever they need. But yeah, it's, uh, uh, you know, the turnover is a horrible thing. It costs a lot of money. And you look at the stores that do have a bad customer satisfaction index and you look at, at their turnover, there is direct parallel huh. of you know, uh, bad CSI and huge turnover. Wow. Because you keep churning people, it means that you can never build a culture and have a set culture in place. So there's a constant change, okay? And that constant change gets transformed to the customers, mm. okay? So, and it just never works out. But like I said, when you look at the stores with bad CSI, it's not just there's bad people, bad leaders, you know? It's also one thing. But turnover is the biggest one, mm. you know? Because you constantly teaching people and bringing them up to speed and then you're losing them and then you start all over again, all over again, all over again and you never get from point A to point B. You Mm -hmm. get stuck between A and B and it's just, it's it's a failure. I hear you and I think what sticks out about this store, kind of my firsthand experience is I've seen people go from, you know, being a guy on the sales floor all the way up to manager, you know, some yeah. guys that are in finance now that started out in sales. You've told me about, you yeah. know, you've got yeah. some guys who, who came up there. Yeah. Yeah. We have pretty amazing stories at both locations, you know, the examples are all over the place, like our service director, uh, Raisin, who is an amazing person, a ball of energy. We hired him. He was a lane porter. So he was greeting customers, putting plastic on the seats, paper on the floor, and moving car to the back for the service guys to work at. And now he's a service director, fast forward. Amazing. You know, it's amazing. You know, it's an amazing success story. And of course, a lot of it had to do with him. But we saw the talent. We saw the potential. We saw the commitment. And we're like, you know what? We're going to provide you everything, you know. And another thing, just to kind of retire on that. So me yeah. and, and Chris, you know, uh, who's running operations here at Toyota, um, you know, we always tell people that we are your support personnel. Okay, that's what we are. Yes, I'm the owner, he's the partner, but I am here to support you. And if I'll give you all the support and everything you need, guess what, job gets done, it's a lot easier on me. So so we don't look at it as a boss, we look at it as support personnel. What do you need for you to do your job better? Okay, so mm-hmm. then just everything works out. It's, it's, it's pretty simple, I know. It sounds pretty crazy, you know, but yeah. Uh, Dina Hansen, uh, she's our general manager, you know, uh, and I know people like, oh, female in the car business, you know. I don't care. It, it doesn't matter. Male, female, you get the job done, you mm-hmm. earn the stripes, you earn the positions. Uh, Dina was a sales associate when I first walked in here 13 years ago. She was selling cars. Now she's a general manager. Wow. Our new car director, Matt, 
uh, uh, came from the floor. I can just go down. Denzel came from the floor. You know, out of the six finance guys, five came from the floor. Hmm. So all these guys have been with us. They earned respect. They earned it, you, you know, and, and the culture just stays really, really strong, you mm-hmm. know. So um, but, I love that. Yeah. And it's just like I said, you know, these people know what it takes. They know where to start today. The they know that I don't have to remind them of nothing. They grew through my culture. OK. And, and it's just they know what they're doing and, they, and they're making it happen. So mm-hmm. but going back. Yeah. So both my boys are here in car business. I didn't push neither one of them into it. I, I wanted them to be in it because I, I it's an amazing business. You know, I've built a career out of this and, you know, but I wanted them to do to do this. But I gave them an option. You do whatever, whatever makes you feel happy, you know, so. So now they're here, you know, Eric sold cars for about a year and a half, and now he's a sales manager. Uh, Jeffrey's still selling cars. He's doing a good job. They're both working hard. I think, um, you know, they they, uh, they hide from me a lot of times. And, and, and even my partner told me, you know, George, you need to back off of your boys because you are so hard on them. But it's I think it's just the nature of the beast, you yeah. know, where you want your kids to make sure they do the best. They start from the bottom. They earn their stripes and they earn their respect. Uh, you know, I didn't want to just bring my kids into the management hmm. because they would fail. But when they start from the bottom and they learn what it takes, you know, they just become so much better leaders, hmm. if it makes sense, you know. So, and I never wanted people say, you know, oh, it's George's son. It's because of that. It's because of this. You know, people might still say things like that. But when they see these guys working their butt off, you know, putting all kinds of hours, doing all the right things, you know, that makes me happy. Yeah, you know, so. I love that. But yeah, yeah. I've got a little boy at home, and so uh, when I when come I on. see that, I'm like, man, come on <laughs> yeah, with it. So yeah, uh, that's absolutely. that's really cool to see. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. I love that. Yeah. And uh, kind of to wrap things up, what are some advice, I guess, uh, that you would give maybe somebody who's considering the car industry? And yeah, what would you tell them? Yeah, listen, you know, uh, uh, the car business is is really good business. It's uh, you you have to find a right uh, dealership that you fit in perfect. Okay. Well, fitting good, I guess, you know, start from there. And the product, you know, you want to make sure you go, if you're going to get in the car business on the sales side, mm-hmm. you know, or the service side, doesn't really matter. You want to get into the product that you kind of like from the beginning a little bit, you know, not just like, oh, I've got five of these brands, which one should I go to, you know? Well, you should go to one that you kind of already sort of like. Maybe it's something you already drive, mm-hmm. you know, and then you find, you have to find the right home, right dealership. And the one thing I tell um, I tell people all the time, when we do interviews, I really like how some people actually asking us questions mm. versus us asking them questions or why they should be part of the team. I like when people go like, why should I join you? Wow. You tell me, okay, why I should come and work for you, with you, and, and be part of this team, you know? I love it. And we tell them and we talk about it. But but when I hear that, and it's very rarely that it happens, but when I hear that, I right away know I have the right person, hmm. Okay. Because he's asking why we should hire him versus the other way around. And I like that. That means there's a value. That means there's something this person has that will be beneficial to this team and, and everything and his success also. Mm-hmm. So, But people don't do that a lot, you know. But once in a while you have somebody, hey, listen, you know, why should I come sell cars here? There's tons of Toyota dealerships. There's tons of Chrysler dealerships, you know. Yeah. So I like that. That's yeah. good. But I definitely would tell people, I mean, our, our, you know, it doesn't matter what your parts department, body shop, service. So, yeah. So any department is good. I love the car business. It's it's, it's a lot of fun. And I know people get a little bit scared and turn up when they hear commission, you know. Hmm. Uh, on one hand, yeah, I understand any job you have to perform, right? Whether it's hourly or it's salary or it's, or it's commission, right? But it's just when people hear commission, you know, they get a little bit scattered and scared, you know, but that's... 
this should never be an issue. You know, you, you, you just you just can't think like that unless, you know, you're just comfortable with what you're looking for, you know, so. I want to press into that a little bit yeah. because the car industry is a little bit different, especially yeah. on the sales side. Yeah. And uh, there's some people who maybe they're kind of okay with that nine to five kind of comfortable thing. Sure. But I bet that there's some people that we're talking to right now who they do want to kind of control their income, maybe not have a capacity on it. Yeah. What are, What's the advantage of working in a system like that? Yeah. So the advantage is this, that you can make as much money as you as you possibly want to. It depends on your work, your work ethics, your, your commitment to the process, commitment to the dealership, commitment to the customers. Okay. So nobody going to come here and knock on your shoulder and say, hey, Kyle, you know what? You made too much money this month. You need to go home, you know? <laughs> We'll come to you and say, Kyle, you're making all the money, but I think you can make more. Hmm. So let's get to it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? So, but uh, but yeah, man, it's it's um, the, the potential of making money in this business are very 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 strong. Hmm. I guess the the last piece of advice, because uh, this is kind of a, a different yeah. way of looking, you know, yeah. ESI first. Mm-hmm. What would you give as far as advice to other business owners on how yeah. they could maybe adapt this? philosophy yeah. to their own business. Yeah. yeah, it's very simple, guys. You know, if you're running a business out there and it doesn't matter if you have three employees or 300 employees, you have to know your employees on personal level. You have to give them all the support and all the training and all the tools, but you have to know them on a personal level. Your door should always be open, okay? If any employee wants to come talk to you, there should be never an issue for them to think, oh, can I go talk to George or not? Now, we do have a chain of command and we try to keep it that way, of course. However, my employees, our employees know that if they're not going to get the answer that satisfied their question, they are more than welcome to come see me, call me, text me. I get calls and texts all the time. People come see me all the time. They want to discuss something, you know, so. But uh, biggest thing is also a lot of leaders don't pay attention to their employees. And what I mean by that is very important. When I'm walking through the showroom and I look around, you have to be the noticer. You have to notice things. And I look around and I pay attention to what the body language is of my employees. You don't have to be psychologist to see if somebody's having a bad day. Hmm. And and all of my guys do that, not just me, you know. But if I see it, I will pull that person right away to the side. You know, and I'll ask them, hey, is everything okay? What's going on? You know, and, and, and it might be something small. It might be something in their life. We all have lives. So you have to talk about it and kind of tell them, hey, do you need another day off? Do you need to go take care of this and come on back tomorrow? So the flexibility has to be there, you know, and, and you should be flexible with those that really perform. Okay. So mm-hmm. this is performance-based business, just like anything else pretty much. So you know, if somebody needs an extra day off, maybe they worked a couple of weeks in a row. Who knows, right? On their own choice. Mm-hmm. We have schedule, but you know how it is, right? So, um, but yeah, you, you've got to pay attention. You've got to talk to your people and people need to know that that you are that much on a personal level, you know, and you can't be fake. Mm-hmm. You just cannot fake this, okay? Mm-hmm. This is, has to be real, you know? And you can't solve every problem. You are not a, you, you're not Dr. Phil or Dr. Oz or Oprah at times, right? But yeah. that's what, what we are at times. You know, you, you wear different hats as a leader, but you have to be connected with your employees 100 that's yeah. incredible and yeah. uh it speaks to the culture that we have here and uh, yes, I, I personally am thankful to be a part of it uh, it's great to, to hear here, oh, man, it, I, I love that. the opportunity and yes, uh, and it's great to have you on the show absolutely thank get you, to Kyle. hear some of your back you. backstory as well and uh, i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you did um, please feel free to leave us a review. This is a very new podcast. We're just getting this thing started. You know, if you're watching this all the way back from the beginning, welcome. This is the Auto Advice yes. Podcast. We're excited to have you here. Yes, thank you so much, everybody. We can't 
wait to see you guys again. Uh, and again, like Kyle said, if there's any questions or any concerns, like something you want to know, uh, my email is george at turtlefcoolsprings.com. It's that simple. And the number here is uh, 615-790-8401. I'm here pretty much, you know, three days out of the week. Then I'm at my other store. Also, you can Google my name with Automotive News. Mm. Automotive News did a couple of interviews with me back in the day. And, and, and um, I've had tons of dealers, tons of businesses reach out to me uh, for just an advice and uh, would love to help anybody out there. It's, it's no problem at all. Guys, he literally yeah. gave you his phone number. So take him mm-hmm. up on it. And uh, send a message or give a call to George, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Auto Advice Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please consider texting it to someone who could use it and leave a review wherever you're listening, which will allow us to help more people navigate the ever-changing automotive world. The Auto Advice Podcast provides advice and opinions from individuals featured on the show. It is important to note that these opinions are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Toyota of Cool Springs. Listeners should exercise their own judgment and discretion when considering and implementing any advice or information provided in the podcast. Toyota of Cool Springs assumes no responsibility for any actions taken by individuals based on the information or opinions shared in this episode. Please consult with professionals or experts in the respective fields for specific advice or guidance related to your particular situation. Again, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on the Auto Advice Podcast.